Welcome to Talking Technology with Atlas, the show that plugs you into the important topics and trends for technology leaders, all through a unique independent school lens. We'll hear stories from technology directors and other special guests from the independent school community and provide you with focused learning and deep dive topics. And now, please welcome your host, Christina Llewellyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Tech with Atlas. I'm Christina Llewellyn. I'm the executive director of the Association of Technology Leaders in Independent Schools. And I'm so thrilled to be joined by my co-hosts, my partners in crime for this new project at Atlas, Bill Stites and Hiram Cuevas. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Let's start by taking a few moments and just introducing to the audience who the heck we are, and then we'll talk about why we decided to start this podcast. So first, let me toss it over to Bill. I think probably everybody knows Bill, but let's see how you would introduce yourself to a stranger at a cocktail party and go. (laughs) So my name is uh, Bill Stites. I am the director of technology at Montclair Kimberly Academy. I am Starting my 30th year here at MKA, I actually had the good fortune of being a student teacher here. So I know nothing else except MKA when it comes to my role as director. I've taught third grade. I have run an Irish studies program, done a lot of foreign travel as part of that, taught web design, a few other little bits and pieces here and there over the years. But also, I do a lot of work and how I've gotten to really spend a lot of quality time with our other co-host, Hiram Cuevas, do a lot of work with educational collaborators, working with other schools, getting in and seeing what is going on there and helping uh, schools find their way. So it's been a lot of fun. That's incredible. You know, Bill, like literally, we're only two minutes into this process, and I just learned that you taught third grade, and I don't know why, but my brain has exploded. Yeah. Like, I can't really see you in a room full of third graders, so I'm going to come back to you and ask you for a good story <laughs> from that era of your life, but I'm I'm already like, this was entirely worth it. <laughs> well, started out as a fine arts major in college, so there's another little tidbit. You've had a winding journey, my friend. Yes, indeed. Hiram, tell us about your life. I'm Hiram Cuevas. I'm the Director of Information Systems and Academic Technology at St. Christopher's School. I'm in my 32nd year here at St. Christopher's. And much like Bill, I did not start off in the IT field. I was actually a middle school science teacher. I started in eighth grade. I was, I've been an advisor. I've been a coach, director of summer programs. You name it, I've kind of done it here at the school. And really what I found fascinating when I turn back the clock to look at my tenure here is that back in 1991, I had the first laptop on campus. I bet you felt fancy. (laughs) I was fancy. I was really, really quite fancy with that one meg of RAM and that blazing fast 11 megahertz processor. And how much did it weigh? It it was a small boat anchor. And and suffice it to say, though, I I managed to do quite a bit with it and show some of the magic that can be done with tech. But my journey, just like Bill's, uh, we're very similar in that regard. Started off outside of IT and then fell in love with making educational technology in particular work best for our students and for our faculties to embrace it and make sure that they're learning at their peak efficiencies. 
That's really great. It's really cool that we have two veterans here on the podcast to help guide some of these questions because in so many ways, we're seeing this really neat transition happening in the independent school technology leader space. And that is that many of you, this wasn't a job when you started in independent schools. Correct. Being in a full-time tech role didn't exist. And now there are folks coming into our space that actually desire and aim to be in these roles. So we're going to hit on that. Really quickly, though, I come from the association management space, which means that I've represented different types of industries in my career. So I'm basically a business person, but I operate within the confines of a nonprofit space. I know how to run a professional association. I've represented window and door manufacturers, stenographic court reporters, government contractors, proposal writers, so a bunch of different industries. And I came into the Atlas world a little over four years ago as the executive director of Atlas. Obviously, we're a relatively young organization for all the reasons I just said, but I will tell you, this is a very easy group to fall in love with. I have enjoyed my time here immensely, and I don't plan to go anywhere anytime soon because we're just growing really fast. And I think that also speaks to all the cool things that are going on in our world. So if I could, let me just ask you guys to hit on that topic that I just kind of tossed in front of you, which is this wasn't a job. And now it most certainly is. Do you see young professionals coming in and hoping to be in your roles as their careers unfold? It's kind of a different vibe, isn't it? I think very much so. You know, my degree is in early childhood education. And the only kind of like technology course that I took when I was in college was one of the, you know, general ed requirements where, you know, you, you got your one semester of it and you went in and did it. There was, there was none of that. And I think it's very interesting seeing, you know, my alma mater, Montclair State University, now having these undergraduate and master's level degrees in all of this and the people that are coming in and that we're seeing even in the classrooms, they're coming in with a lot more, what I'll call a lot more academic experience from the coursework that they're doing as they come in and they bring those ideas in. And I think that's really beginning to flourish and to work well for for schools and for teaching in general. And I would say it was most evident at the Alley dinner that we had in our board retreat. We had an opportunity to meet up with that cohort. That's the Atlas Leadership Institute, ALI. Yeah. Yes. And it was astounding to hear the journeys that these folks are going through. And they're, they're all over the map. You've got some folks who have a great deal of, of experience in heavy IT, what I would call the hardware and the network infrastructure side of the house. You have some who are coming from the academic tech or ed tech, ed tech spaces and, and watching that continuum just continue to expand and grow. One of the things that I found refreshing was the energy that is there to go into this space and recognizing how much sharing that is actually being done on a regular basis. People just don't keep information to themselves. They want everyone's schools to be successful. And that's a big reason why we decided to finally leap into the world of podcasting, because it's a more agile vehicle for communication and conversation. And I think that we know about this universe and about this group of people that there is a ton of sharing going on. And often you all learn from each other in really incredible ways. 
what are you hoping are some of the things we can cover? You know, with that in mind and being able to maybe get information out to the community a little bit faster, that we have the opportunity to bring on some incredible guests and thought leaders. You both were, you raised your hands high and proud when we invited and asked for your support in this initiative. So as co-hosts of this podcast, what are you hoping that we can cover? One of the things I'll just jump in and say is that it's not so much like what, it's the fact that what I find we're able to do in this medium, what I've personally gotten out of this medium and want to bring to Atlas is this idea of, for us, like ongoing personal professional development. You know, I think with where we are in our daily lives, finding time to listen to a podcast like this to gain insight into areas where you might not necessarily have been able to invest the time or energy to learn on yourself, I think is great. I think as we think about the topics and the people that we're going to pull in over the course of this area, I think it's going to be interesting to bring in people and get their perspectives on areas that are developing. One of the areas I'll make mention of that I've had the most immediate experience with is the work that I did this past summer with the uh, Center for Institutional Research and Independent Schools. So the idea of looking at that IR track in schools and how technology can help support that, because that is, I think, one of the areas where, you know, we talk about a lot of the ways in which schools can use information and all the things that we're gathering to make better decisions. And I think that the combination of, you know, the work that's happening there and the level of influence and just the broad-based kind of way in which technology touches every aspect of all the departments within the schools is going to be a great conversation to have. I look forward to when we're able to have that talk as just one example. Yeah, I think that's great, Bill, because really coming out of the pandemic, there couldn't be a better time for us to launch this podcast and have these conversations because technology has been amplified in independent schools in a way that, as I understand it, has been somewhat unprecedented, right? That like suddenly tech leaders are truly, you know, the degree to which they touch everything is being highlighted and amplified, in some cases celebrated more than in other cases. But I think that certainly now is the time to have these really important strategic discussions. So I think you're absolutely right. What about you, Hiram? What are you hoping we hit on? Well, I hope everyone here has an opportunity to develop the types of relationships that I have had with other IT directors. So for example, Bill and I met many years ago via Twitter. And so if you've seen us at conferences, we're almost inseparable because we have found that not only do we have the same missions for our schools, but we also share many of the same interests outside of IT. I don't know. I mean, I heard you guys are twins. (laughs) Like, is that not true? Could be. It could be. Okay. All right. We'll unpack that. So the relationship that I have enjoyed developing with people like Bill and and Vinnie Vratny and Jason Ramsden, just to name a few are some of the best resources that you can develop when you are part of an organization like Atlas. Because having them all serve as resources for you is so important because oftentimes in talking to other IT folks, they find themselves on an island. And while there is this sense that, yes, we do touch other areas of campus, 
there are still a lot of people on campuses today that really don't know what we do and what we deal with on an ongoing and regular basis. And so it becomes this cathartic group of folks that you can reach out to. You can phone a friend and say, hey, listen, I'm having problems with this particular situation. And really, that's one of the benefits of that Alley program that you had mentioned earlier, is it forces people to develop those relationships on campus and also off campus with some other other IT leaders. And really, what I hope to gain from this, and I hope our audience gains from this, is that development and fostering of community and relationship building that is so important to the day-to-day operations of your work. Absolutely. I think we'll be able to do that because we have a lot of flexibility in the topics that we cover. And because technology is so far reaching, we really have this opportunity to hit a lot of different types of topics as we go. So that's really cool. I'm hoping that we can also talk a little bit about how defining the technology leader role in today's environment in our school communities, how we serve our learners and how we serve our faculty and our administration teams, that's changing. And so, you know, one of the articles that we're going to dive into in the upcoming issue of Access Points, Atlas's magazine, is around the reporting structure of a technology leader. It used to be a boxes and wires kind of a job, and so it made a lot of sense for that role to report through facilities, but that is evolving. And even the titles that we're seeing at Atlas coming through our database are really interesting and creative and I think reflective of where this role is going. So I'm looking forward to unpacking that and diving into that with some of our guests as well. Yeah, I think one of the things I I really enjoy about this group, and I'll even say about like this medium, is as you invest the time in listening to it, you begin to identify with the people that are on the podcast, whether it's the hosts or the guests, to the point where, and this, this just happened to me recently at a conference I was at at Penn State, where you go and you see these people to Hiram's point earlier about the relationships that you build, you go and you see these people and you already have this kind of like frame for conversations, for talking points to kind of enter into those conversations and learn even more from them when you meet them from that first time, because you can say, oh, by the way, I heard you on this or, you know, when you were talking about these different pieces. And one of the things that I've always said about what we do in the jobs and even the value of Atlas as a community is when you have me, when you hire me, when you have someone like me or hire me or any of us at your schools, you don't just have us, you have this network, you have this community of people willing to share, willing to jump in and to have these conversations when you need them to help you solve your problems cannot be understated. And it's my hope that with what we are going to be trying to do with this, we're able to provide that level of service to the community as a whole as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you guys some of the things that are on your minds as technology leaders as we head into the school year. I know that this is a busy time of year for folks, and this podcast and this intro may launch a little bit later than the start of the school year, especially for some schools that start earlier than others. But just looking at the year as a whole, What are some of the discussions that you think we should be having? And what are some of the issues that you're thinking about? Like, what are some of the, I hate to say the things keeping you up at night, but, you know, in addition to the regular start of school, your flurry and onboarding and all those things, what are some of the things you're thinking about as we head into another academic year? 
I think one of the things I'm, I'm going to tackle very quickly, and it, it would only take just a few minutes. Many of us have gone through a great deal of turnover in our staffs. And so the first thing that I'm doing is updating our membership list with Peter Frank to ensure that everybody who is connected to our IT staff, includes our librarians, it includes division heads, et cetera, that they are all receiving all the information that membership includes for being an Atlas member. And Peter is a, uh, he's our membership director here at Atlas. So if you haven't met Peter, you can reach him or the rest of our team by emailing membership at theatlas.org. And it is important to keep your roster updated. Why, Hiram? Why do you prioritize that? I had a funny conversation. I think it was actually with you, Christina, this summer at our retreat when I said, hey, how do I make sure that my headmaster gets the magazine? And she's like, well, he's just got to be a member. And I was like, I didn't even think about adding him to the membership. That's right. Get him on the roster. Get him on the roster. So take care of the folks who are no longer part of your staff, but also be sure to add all the new folks and add people who are stakeholders in other areas that would benefit from the information that Atlas can provide. Thank you. I did not pay you, Hiram, to say that, (laughs) but I'm very grateful that you're doing my work for me. (laughs) Bill, what are you thinking about? Um, Well, I'm going to piggyback really quickly on just what Hiram was saying about the turnover. And I think it's, and I'm going to go back to what I had said before, also about community and the idea of the team. You know, there's onboarding in terms of, you know, just all the things that we need to do to get people up to speed, just so that they have like that baseline of knowledge in order to be helpful. You know, after 30 years, you take certain things for granted. And the onboarding process and that new start with a new employee kind of has to ground you a little bit and say, okay, what are the things that are the most meaningful and that are the most important that we need to impart? So I agree with Hiram on that. The other thing that I think gets to the broad scope that's, I'm not going to say is keeping me up at night, but definitely has me worried about the volume of work that is coming is we're going through reaccreditation. We're going through our, our 10 year process. So we've got a lot of work to do in that area. And I think a lot of the things that we are going to be touching on are going to have to deal with not only the teaching and learning that's taking place, but the governance issues and the ways in which information, going back to kind of like the serious comment I made earlier, the ways in which we're managing all of these things. And I look at the ways in which we're dividing that work internally here and all the ways in which it's like, I don't necessarily need to be like the lead on a committee, but it's like I should be involved because it's going to, each one of them touches on some aspect that connects it to our systems or the ways in which we're promoting teaching and learning or all of those things. And not to make more of what we do than what's actually happening in the classroom, but it really does speak to the fact that, you know, you mentioned facilities before and the way in which IT kind of seemed like a facilities role. It somewhat still is because it's part of the fabric of all the things that go on in the school, yeah, even in a small level. And I think that's where a lot of what I'm thinking about now as we go into this process that is definitely keeping me alert. Well, anytime you use the word accreditation in this space, everyone's blood pressure goes up a couple notches. So I understand that entirely. I'm going to ask you guys as we kind of round out this intro date, are we having a little coffee date? Our little intro get to know you podcast. I'm going to ask you what some of your favorite podcasts are. 
And as I give you a moment to think about that, I will share that for me, some of the can't miss podcasts that I think will give you a particular window into my brain. I for sure listen to NewView EDU from our friends over at NAIS. And Tim Fish, to me, just asks such incredible questions. I had an opportunity to actually participate in that podcast with him not long ago talking about AI. And I could just listen to him ask people questions all day. So I think that's a pretty good sign of a podcast. I definitely follow a few podcasts in my association space to keep me thinking about how to thrive as an association. And so one of my favorites is called Associations Thrive. And it's hosted by a woman named Joanna Pineda. And she is always talking to leaders of various associations. And you learn a lot about the different industries and what everybody's doing to thrive. I am a fan of This American Life. And my can't miss is Pivot with Kara Schwisher and Scott Galloway. I love how they talk about business and tech. So Pivot is for me a huge podcast. And to round it all up, I have a little bit of a true crime obsession. So I also listen to my favorite murder. I listen to Murdoch Murder Podcast for a while. They renamed themselves True Sunlight. So I have a very eclectic mix. And Hiram, I know that you have a very eclectic music habit in your life. You listen to all sorts of crazy stuff. (laughs) But when it comes to podcasts, what are some of the ones that you absolutely don't miss a single episode? Sure. So in the criminal arena, (laughs) I love the podcast called Criminal. There's another one called Villains, which is quite fun. So you like bad guys. Is that what's going on? I like the bad guys. Okay. Yeah. And then to appease my science background, I like science versus. Nice. I also am a huge fan of Freakonomics Radio. It's a good mix. Pretty good mix. No metal? No like band-related, music-related podcasts? It's just strictly music. If I'm going to go music, I'm going to stick to the music itself. All right, I got you. Bill, what do you got? I just have to put it out there. I'm thoroughly disappointed in Hiram right now because (laughs) (laughs) I'm just disappointed because Hiram and I both have a zombie addiction and he forgot to mention we're alive. Oh, you're right. If you love the zombie genre... Yeah, this is it. And, you know, Hiram even got me into it. So that's why I'm I'm really going to double down on my disappointment in him at this point. You are under the bus, friend. You went right under that bus. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I am. Hey, you know what? And I totally forgot because I've listened to the whole thing three times. And I know uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to actually remove it. <laughs> so, Christina, I'm going to plus one your new view EDU. Yeah, I agree. Tim Fish is just he's great. The way in which he asks questions, the way in which the podcast is kind of set up and functions, I think is fabulous. The one that is my drug of choice is the Mac Admins podcast. Nice. This is kind of one of the things that really got me interested in it. A former colleague of mine who actually went through the Aspiring Leadership Institute Damien Barrett turned me on to it. And it's just great. It's the same kind of like three hosts tackling what I consider deep end of the pool topics for what I do. Stuff that, you know, I end up Googling half of what they're saying. I go to their show notes to read a little bit more. Like I said, it's my personal professional development in those areas. Some of the other ones that I really like, 
some mutual friends of all of ours, Brendan Schneider or Peter Barron, they do a leadership backstory, which is really just conversations with leaders in terms of how they got to where they are in the, and in the positions that they're in. One that I'll point to that was a podcast, it was a short series, and my head of school actually turned me on to it. It's called Sketch Model, and it was out of Olin College of Engineering, and they really, they talked about in the short series, I think it was only six episodes, about STEM and ethics around STEM, and, you know, this idea of all of this work that we're doing in the STEM area about how do we do all these things, you know, like, how do we support people in their, their building but asking the question of should we be doing these things Mm. and how are we doing these things? And it was one of the first things I've heard where they actually talked about technology as art. So if you expand out the steam, it had a really interesting kind of like art bend to it. And then lastly, I will leave you all with one that just shows what a an Eagles fan I am. And that's the new Heights podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey. It just feeds my Philly nerddom in terms of just all things Philly sports. So I'll just leave it at that. You know what? This is why I think we need to have a couple different hosts with a few different backgrounds because you'll lose me on all that sports stuff. (laughs) I'm a Buffalo area native and I was recently up in that area visiting with family and I happened to make the mistake of asking, who's Josh Allen? (laughs) And... I think I got disowned. I mean, my Italian family, like there were a lot of hands. There was a lot of cussing going on and I got schooled. So I will leave the sports to you guys. Gentlemen, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you a little bit better. And I'm really looking forward to this journey. I'm so grateful that you're willing to give your time. I know you're both incredibly busy and there's a lot of pull on your time, given that you are leaders in this space. And a lot of the technology leaders that I interact with rely on you guys to help them solve problems. So now you're just taking it to a bigger audience on behalf of Atlas. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you guys. I hope that everybody enjoys and feels comfortable providing feedback, recommendations for future guests and topics because we're very open to that. So thank you both for being a part of this journey. And I'm thinking this is going to be pretty fun, right? Buckle up. Absolutely. You can't go wrong. I'm most definitely looking forward to it. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us and for getting to know us a little bit better. We're going to see you next time as we start diving into our regularly scheduled content. But you've joined us during Talking Tech with Atlas, and we're really looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Enjoy. Thank you all. Thanks. This has been Talking Technology with Atlas, produced by the Association of Technology Leaders and Independent Schools. For more information about Atlas and Atlas membership, please visit theatlas.org. If you enjoyed this discussion, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with your colleagues in the independent school community. Thank you for listening.